had that taken away from me, it messed me up. It messed me up in so many ways. But I needed to be messed up. I needed to get back to Jesus. I needed to get things in line. I needed to grow. That's what happened. I grew. everybody welcome back to tales from the journey i'm stephanie zamora and today we are here with dominion who is the founder of minion training and his mission there is to help people get in the best shape of their life both mentally and physically and what i love i was peeking through your videos and your website and your social media before this interview is that you do that primarily with body weight which i think makes getting in shape really accessible. And I also love the mindset pieces. I was also listening to your podcast, which is very digestible, but very powerful, short little podcast episodes, bringing in just so much about purpose and mindset. And I just think the work that you're doing is incredible. So I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. It's an honor to be here. I'd love to start with you sharing just a little bit more about yourself and what it is that you do. So yeah, my name is Dominion. Is it Shibuze? Don't try and say that at home, kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> so currently, I'm 22. I live in D.C. I'm an online personal trainer, social media marketer, content creator. I have a podcast called Mini Motivation. Like you said briefly, it talks about just helping people find their purpose and mental health, especially emphasizing mental health, especially for men. You know, we are so underlooked and undervalued when it comes to mental health for men. And when you look at relationships, like if the man is not good, if he's not handled mentally, like financially, physically, all that, the woman will be good. The relationship won't be good. Right. So we need to you know, really help our men. So I'm really trying to do that. Also, I'm also an R&B singer. I have a couple a couple songs out, EP out, an album coming out in May. Web developer on the side. I do a couple things. I do a couple things. But my main stuff is obviously online personal training, creating content, making music for my podcast. That's amazing. I didn't know you were also a web developer. How did you get into that? So when I was creating my own site for my business, I couldn't afford hiring one. So um, yeah, I just try to, I just try to practice myself and then I got better at it. I've always been a creative, like I used to draw when I was little. So like design came just naturally to me and then just learning the backend stuff, formatting the site, you know, that just came naturally to me. So yeah, being broke is good sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I'm also, so my background is in graphic design and taught myself how to custom code. And I feel like being in the personal growth space, like it's such a incredible skill to have because you can build your own things and you can make them beautiful and, and you don't have to rely on someone else. So sidebar, but I think that's really amazing. And you have had quite the journey and I love, I'm so inspired by everything you've created at such a young age. Take us back to the beginning of your story. I know you say in your bio that you were born not breathing. And that that seems like a very significant thing to note, even though obviously they got you breathing and you're here and you're living your life. But it sounds like your Mm -hmm. journey started out a bit tumultuous. And I know you also dealt with abuse in childhood, both at home and at school. So just take us back to what childhood was like for you. So yeah, I was born yeah technically dead. I wasn't breathing. My alveolings weren't working for for the people listening, your alveolus are little balls in your lungs that pump air. And then they weren't they weren't working properly. The nurse missed it and the doctor quickly caught it. Like literally, if it was a couple seconds, I wouldn't like you said, I wouldn't be here. So I was intubated, put on a respirator, and then I started to breathe. And I didn't really my mom told me that when I was in middle school. I didn't really give it any weight, any significance, because I was like, oh, okay, I'm here. Until I got to like high school and started to mature a bit, like wow. And started maturing my faith, especially like from birth, like I was, you know, the enemy didn't want me to be here. So that moving forward from high school, my mindset really started to take shape, right? It started to form a perspective on its own versus my peers. 
So yeah, I was born in Nigeria. I wasn't breathing. And then, you know, I'm breathing now. We came to America when I was six and a half and, you know, it was rough in Nigeria. Like it was definitely rough. Like it's a militant government state. So like, I'm used to like military, like running around with like AKs, like that's, you know what I'm saying? And when I came to America, Obviously, we didn't have much, you know, as far as finances and resources because the currency differentiation is different. Every one U.S. dollar is 150 naira and we barely, you know, made it over here as it is. So we were living with, you know, church friends. My parents' degrees didn't translate. So they were trying to like getting odd jobs just to make some money. And we finally got an apartment in Perth Amboy. It's not like a crazy place, not like a really like, terrible place, but it's like a very low income area, very, very ghetto hood. And people weren't getting killed every day, but people were, you know, they were selling, you know, bad stuff, right? So in school, you know, obviously bullied. I had an accent and I didn't fit in. You know, I grew up six years in a completely different world. And I immersed in a com another different world. So you know how little kids are too. So yeah, the bullying was obviously bound to happen. When I got to fifth grade, it became physical. You know, I have strict Nigerian parents, right? Like discipline a child, you beat them, whatever. But it was like, I would go to school, I get picked on, I get bullied, I get beat up. And then I get suspended for fighting. I'm getting beat up, being suspended for fighting. Like to me, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. And I go home and then, you know, I get punished <laughs> for getting in trouble. And then I was just on a repeat cycle, like literally. I went to summer school, not because I was, I was actually pretty intelligent, like very intelligent, but uh, I missed so much school for being suspended. So I had to go to summer school. So, you know, my parents were just like, yo, it's just a bad kid, da, 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 da. So it was like physical abuse and then lots of verbal and emotional abuse. I'm not gonna do nothing, just keep getting in trouble, keep getting in trouble with the law. And by the way, I'm not, like, I don't have any convictions or anything like that. It was some stupid stuff. My outlook on life when I was a kid was just like, I got dealt the bad cards. Like I understood like some people just were, are not good in life and some people are. And I felt like I'm just not good. All the bad cards, it's me. Like I'm just gonna live the life of like failure, whatever. Until I watched this game, Giants playing somebody, I don't, I don't remember. And uh, I was watching Brandon Jacobs just completely run people over. And I'm like, yeah, I wanna do that. <laughs> whatever this guy's doing. <laughs> That's what I want to do. So fast forward, you know, we moved out of that crazy place because of an incident actually made us move. We went to like a suburban area, still in Jersey. I was getting in trouble, not as much. Like it was, it, was, it got better. And then in seventh grade, my guidance counselor took me, like was like, you need to do something. Like you need to do something productive after school, not because I kept getting in fights because towards the end of fifth grade, before he moved, I was like, I'm getting suspended anyways. I'm going to start fighting back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know why I was, I was scared. I was, I was really short. I didn't hit my growth spurt. I'm six foot now, but I didn't hit my growth spurt till about eighth grade going into high school. So I was really short. I was short. It was a little chubby. I was like the perfect target for anybody. So, and then I started fighting back, you know, I was like, I'm getting in trouble regardless. So I might as well get some punches in, not be called, you know, names. Like I started playing football and just completely changed my whole life behavior and started making friends, especially after second year, I got really good at it. You know, just naturally, you know, I've had an aggressive lifestyle. So being aggressive on the field wasn't a problem. I excelled quickly at football. And then, like I said, I had a growth spurt. I grew like four and a half inches going into freshman year. So that was nice. So yeah, like I just, I was doing this, you know, playing ball. And then it wasn't so sophomore year. I was like, yo, this is what I want to do. Like, I don't, I don't want to go to some office and cubicle. That's not me. So I really started to focus on like training. And like, that's when I started getting closer with God. And just like, cause I, I was like, I need you to do this impossible thing. Like it's, it's hard, obviously less than 1%. So I started my first collegiate career at the division three school. So I graduated, I graduated last year from Towson University. I got opportunity to transfer and play over there. So D1, you know, it was great. A lot of people when I was in school, like you're not going D1, right? I actually transferred in high school just because of that. 
that reason, just to get, you know, better opportunities. That was like a huge thing for me. Like finally made it like all that hard work when it pays off, like, yeah, it just feels good. But that was a little momentary and that, that kind of stuff too. Now I'm in a stage, I have another year of eligibility to play. I'm at a new school, another D1 school. You know, I need this year to do good, to go to the next level, right? This is the, the ultimate prize. So my whole life is basically just like, my purpose is spreading the word of God through overcoming all the adversities I've been through in my life. And just like, God just loves throwing BS in my way, just every level. I'm trying to get used to it and mature when like trouble comes and adversity comes, like this is an opportunity for him to do something great, right? And I just try to look back all the things that have happened, you know what I'm saying? Being born dead, the abuse, being told I couldn't do anything. My story is basically just overcoming that. And then, yeah, when I got to college, I was like, I just felt like I needed to help people. I'm like, I'm going through all this mess. And I was just so focused on me, right? And I mean, that's okay. I tell like, it's my life, right? It's your life. You got to make sure you're okay. And then I was like, I want to help other people. Um, I actually got cut from my first college. <laughs> I didn't do anything bad, but I actually got cut from the team. Again, that adversity I was, I went through, I think that was the first time I was like depressed. I worked so hard to get to a level and I actually got recruited for D1 my senior year, but just didn't get into school academically. And I wasn't a high enough recruit for them to, you know, bring me in. You know, I worked so hard for this thing, didn't get it, but I'm like kind of there. So I'm like, okay, you, know, you can still go to NFL from D3 and I'm working. And then this gets taken away from me. So, you know, I was really, really low moment in my life. That's the year I started my podcast, actually, because I just need, I needed something, right? I needed to get it out. And then an opportunity came, you know, a year later to play at a Division one school. And, you know, I was like, this is God. I don't know what else, because I have no qualifications. I got the call and, and it was great. So, yeah. That's when I, I really like, I want to help people. Other people are going through terrible things and even worse than me, right? There's always, there's always people going through worse situations than you. So the podcast definitely was a way to let me try to, you know, give value to these people. And then, you know, training people. I love fitness. I love working out and people always want to get in shape. When I, it's not when I got to probably like my junior year and I was like, wait, you know, obesity, right? Just keeps climbing and keeps climbing, especially in the black community, hypertension, all these things. You can just exercise and eat right and, you know, you can prolong your life. So it's easier said than done. I, I'm athlete so it's easier for me but for other people it's, it's a challenge i'm a, definitely a great communicator i'm definitely great at like negotiating like i'm just good for communications and i'm great at like having somebody not want to do something do something once you start doing it you enjoy it increases dopamine like naturally you enjoy it once you start so it was just the initial push of getting these people to like start it and they're like oh my god like yo i just love going to the gym every day they make it part of the routine and i love that and with some of the clients i work with now they definitely i work with the older demographic my online programs it actually really helps them live longer, move better. They go through their lives better. I don't wake up with back pain. I'm like, that makes me feel so good. You know what I'm saying? That's like, I guess a nutshell, a little five minute nutshell. That's amazing. There's so much good stuff. There's so much that I want to talk about. First, I want to go back to, I love those moments. Like, Purpose is my purpose. So I'm 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 always fascinated by people's journeys to finding their purpose. And we're shaped so much by our lives. Everything from you being born, not breathing, to like immigrating here, to your experiences with abuse in school, to like what happened in like all of that shaped you into the person that you are now. And so I I love hearing people's stories. And I would love to hear from my own personal curiosity. I think a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people have moments like you did watching the football game, where it's like something seemingly insignificant and random and ordinary and everyday just changes the trajectory of your life. And so I would love to just hear, like, what was it about watching him play that shifted something in you? My childhood was, I didn't really have much of a childhood, right? And I'm the oldest of three. So when I wasn't getting time, when I wasn't being punished or getting in trouble, I was taking care of my brothers. Because like I said, my parents were working multiple jobs and dad was going to school and my mom was getting like, she's a nurse now, a registered nurse now, but she was like, she started from the bottom working in nursing home, the LPN and 
you know, CNA and climbing to the top. So they've always been just like occupied. So I've always been that parental role from like five, six. I've always been, I've always done that. My mentality was survivor, like survivor, survivor mode. That's what I was living in. And in that day, I just remember watching him just run people over. Just nobody was stopping him. I was so excited. The joy, I, I didn't feel that ever. I knew the state I was in constantly surviving, just nonchalant. Until I watched him do that, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is awesome. Like, I, I need to do this. It just ignited something. That's so true. Like, that little moment just completely shifted the trajectory of my life. And a lot of people do miss that. And I feel like it's just about being aware. I was so low that when something high like that ignited that feeling in me, I was able to pick it up. I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but maybe some some people, maybe they're not that low. I never judge anybody's trauma or pain. That's completely wrong because I know people who do that. But this is just a thought. Like sometimes maybe they're not and they don't recognize it like that. Or maybe they're too busy, especially like for older, you know, older people, we're really busy. So it's harder for us because I was a child. I, I think my brothers were with me. We were watching TV. Mom was asleep. Dad was at work. I just remember watching that. Boom, boom. No, that was home. I remember that was home because that changed the channel after I, I saw that. And he put on the news. And uh, it was crazy because I never, like, I didn't play football until like a couple of years later. I went out of my mind. Some crazy story happened in school. Like I was, kids were picking on me. They were talking about sports. I was like, I play football. Big liar, of course. <laughs> and uh, just for them to, because I, I knew, I knew it was cool. I'm like, this is like the coolest thing ever. Because like I made that recognition. This is so cool. And just that day, I just didn't want it. And the teacher was like, oh, you play football, huh? Remember, I'm short as heck, new to the country. And you're like, how, how many points is an extra point? He's like, one. He's like, how many points is a, is a touchdown? Six. And he was like, how many points is a, is a field goal? I was like, wait. Like, I got it. I got it all right. And I've never watched a full game. I just watched. It was like probably two minutes of that offense, that offensive period. And then my dad changed the channel. Never watched a full game. And again, that moment, that's another moment that didn't really come to me till I was mature, like probably like my freshman year, sophomore year. In high school, I'm like, wait, how did I know those answers? I never watched the game. Like, how did I know those answers? So I feel like people really just have to be aware because there's so many things that happen around us. Literally, the other day I was walking home. I got a client because I just was walking past them, like two guys. I was like, hey, what's up? I was like, hey, guys, how you doing? You know what I'm saying? And they, we just started talking and they're like, oh, I need to get in shape. And I was like, what? Like, you know what I'm saying? Here's my info. Like, <laughs> like, if, like, we need to be more aware of just like the stuff that's happening around us because there's so many things happening, like so many, so many things happening. And like, we're so busy. It's not our faults. We're so busy. The way the world, society, like we have to do so many things just to stay afloat. I hate it. But yeah, just being aware really got me to, you know, have that recognition. That's incredible. And you're so right. It's like having this space too, whether that's in your life or internally to even notice the way things resonate with you. Like that was such a big moment of resonance. And it's those moments to me are magical, even though they're not, they're fortunate moments that if we pay attention, like, again, right. they can really influence us, but you could have missed that moment. Your dad was there and he turned on the news, <laughs> you know? And, and so I, I love that it was just like this little blip, even though it didn't show up as something in your life for a, a little bit longer. Talk to me a little bit about, you said football was such a big transformational experience for you. It sounds like in a lot of ways, because you started making friends and at some point you grew and you were part of a team 
team, which I know I didn't play a lot of sports myself when I was younger, but the things that I did do that were team oriented, that teaches you a lot about relationships and it teaches you a lot about yourself and, and having a goal and having an outlet for this part of you that was reflected when you saw it, the other football player on TV like that. To me, those are moments, those moments of resonance are like, a, oh, me too. We see something in someone else that activates a part of us that's ours, that's always been there. But what was it like for you? Like sharing a little bit more detail, like how did starting to play football, having a different relationship, it sounds like with kids your own age at that point, like how did that shape you more as a person? It definitely, like I said, made the biggest, biggest impact in my life. Because like my whole life, I wasn't needed. I wasn't ever told like I was needed. I wasn't ever told anything positive, never anything positive from nobody that first year i played football i did okay the second year was when it like things really took off like in eighth grade you know i started i remember i just remember the first game like just doing so so well like we won like that season was great too just that first game we won and you know the coach was like demanded this demanded that da, da, da. like we can't dance but like i'm just like oh my god i like, appreciate that because the first year i wanted to quit i hated it like all the running and our coach i still talking to today our coach was terrible i played with the older kids because of my weight i wasn't <laughs> so i was getting hit by all the kids i didn't like it at first really actually i was scared you know, we used to run all the time we used to be the last group there parents used to wait and just watch he, he used to punish us and i'm like why am i doing this when i felt that needed feeling and i got praised for doing something first time i'm doing something like good and like i'm good at it and it's fun you know hitting people like you're a little boy like it's fun like guy, boys liked it stuff like that i feel like just that feeling of being needed and then we had like you know i remember this kid on our team his parents like they had money so he always had stuff at his house like barbecues or whatever he had a pool like so we always go there sometimes i got picked on too like that first year you know how like people just drawing each other make jokes but like it's mean it's like not so direct microaggression stuff but it was still like i'm hanging out with people we're having fun and just that feeling because i've never done that before i was in survivor mode even still like when we moved i was still in survivor mode after being in a season for your whole life you don't switch in two months that doesn't happen right it takes time after that that second year when i was needed i was praised for doing something that i was good at that team aspect it's one of the sports like you can't like you can have key players, but it takes 11 guys on offense, 11 guys on defense, 11 guys on special teams to win the game. Like I said, that first year, I wasn't that great because of my physical abilities. That's what started my journey with Christ because I'm like, God, I, I got I want to be good at this sport. Like, I love it. So I started just working hard. I started, that's when I got into fitness. That's when I started researching like how to grow muscle. I've been in this fitness game from since middle school, like researching. I got my first set of weights. I was doing it all just trying to be that person for the team though. It was for the team. Like I wanted to be better so I can make the team better. That first game, that second year, after I'm getting all this praise, I'm like, that hard work paid off. I need to put the foot on the gas, work even harder. That process helped me find myself. That's why when I work with some of my clients and like, you know, working out, it's physical at first, but it's very, very mental. You get to a point where you have to talk to yourself. You have to push past a lot of things internally and mentally so you can see the physical attributes of it. So that's where I think just my process just happened a whole lot sooner. I was going through that process, mental elevation, focus, all these different things, just, just because I wanted to get physically better for my football team that I was now a part of that I'm getting all this praise for. So it was a lot of dynamics within just playing football, practice, team camaraderie, like all those different things that made me change made that transformation happen it's so true about fitness too during the hardest seasons of my life working out is something that has 
grounded me and saved my sanity at times. And during those times, I've actually gotten into the best shape of my life because I'm not, I wasn't doing it from this place of like, oh, I need to like look hot and I need to like whatever. It was just, I need to feel myself in my body. I need to feel like I'm, I'm solid and I'm sturdy and I can like move through this and I have this base. And so it was always from, for me, from this place of grounding back into my body and just feeling solid. Like there was one point going through a bad breakup and I think I was dealing with financial stuff that I did like a ton of core work, like full body, but core work. And there was something about my core being the strongest that it ever was that it's like, I felt really rooted and I felt really solid. And like, I could take on anything. It wasn't about how I looked. It was just about like having that physical strength and having that groundedness in my body and feeling good and having energy and mental clarity and like an outlet for my stress and things like that. Like it was just transformational. It's something that I personally go back to when I've gone through challenging chapters or big life transitions, like I'll just start running or I'll just like, I just need to lift some weight. There's no aim other than like, I just need to come back to my body and I need to know and feel how strong I actually am. Right. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I would love to talk a little bit about the faith piece. So was faith, God, religion, whatever it was for you, was that something that was a prominent part of your life growing up? Or did you have a relationship to faith? Was it just something that was there because your family did it? Like, what was your relationship to faith growing up? And and yeah, let's start there. So yeah, I grew up in a church that was a preacher or is a preacher. So I grew up in a faith, but it was just like, for me, just going to church, like I believed in God. Like as a kid, it was like, I, I believe there's a God. I believe Jesus is real and came, died for our sins. Whole yada, yada. But it was, there's a difference of like believing and like having a relationship, two different things. Um, I didn't start my actual relationship until sophomore year in college. That's when I got baptized and started actually being intentional about my faith. But it was sophomore year, going into the spring of freshman year of high school. So going into my sophomore year, that's when it started. Talking to God more like, I need, I want to be better football. Like, I want to be more, I want to get to NFL. Like, but like I said, I grew up in a church, so I know God is real. I know Jesus is real. And I know they have the power to hook me up. Then that was like, you know, I went to church, prayed, and come home. Like I never, throughout the week, it was just living life, right? Surviving. But yeah, going into my sophomore year in high school, that's when it started. Me saying, hey, God, like I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. And that's when like, I started to really put effort into football. I was waking up early before school to get a workout in. I was, after school, I was going to work out in. After practice, I was going to, like, I was trying to do all these things to get to that level because God was, I feel like God was telling me like, you want to get to that level? Okay, cool. You can get there, but you have to be putting in the work. It's not easy. Like now where I'm at right now, like the NFL is like, you know, I just need this one good year and, you know, I got the door. And for other people, it's like NFL. Oh my god! But it's like once you like get actually get into it and go through a process, and everything's condensed, right? Everything's really, really condensed, and it's a different perspective versus like an average everyday person, like who goes through a nine to five and then gets drunk on Sundays just to watch NFL games. And you meet him one day, and it's like, yeah, I'm about to be in NFL. And it's like, oh my god! And I'm like, don't look at me like that. I'm just like you. Like it's not really you know the heart of a process. You work hard, you get yourself in shape, you go to school, you play well. And you get to the league. It's really not a hard process. And then that's how God simplified it for me. I talk about this a lot in my podcast. There's two different kinds of people in this world. There's people who watch and people who get watched, right? Honestly, like we're all like consumers, especially in the social media age. You know, everybody has their days when they scroll, like you can get lost on TikTok sometimes. Like we're all consumers. But there's people who like they're scrolling and like they just throw their phone down and like, I gotta go do something. Rather than some people who like sit there for hours and hours and hours looking and consuming that content. And again, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that to each his own. For me, it was like, okay, I want to get to the NFL. I'm telling people this and they're like, 
what? And then I'm hearing it. I'm in the midst of hearing it and, you know, taking it all in. But in my mind, I'm still like, what do these people think? Like, these people are dumb. I'm, I'm going to NFL. And that's when it immediately switched because it, at first it was, I want to. Where I'm telling people, like, that's what I want to do. Like, you know, saying middle school is like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to go to NFL. That's what I wrote every time. I still have some of those books. Like, I want to go to the league. This is what I want to do. I want to play D1 ball. This is what I want to do. Going into my sophomore year, it was like, I'm going to NFL. And that's when I started pursuing God more. But when I got to my sophomore year of college, going into my sophomore year of college, that's when I got baptized. That's when I was like, I fully need you. Like, I can't do this without you. I need you. Like, I need to be intentional, right? It was, I need to be intentional. I need to live every day with Jesus, not just Sundays. It needs to be, and not just when I want to do good at football, even without football, God, I need you in every other area of my life, right? School, business, relationships, all these different things. I need to be intentional. That's where football changed my life in every way, because if it wasn't for football, I don't know if I would have got closer to God because football, that's my purpose. And that's why I try to tell people, like, you need to find your purpose because your life will be all over the place, chaotic. If you don't know your purpose, it's like trying to fish with no food on the, on the hook. You're just throwing it out there and just hope the fish comes. <laughs> no, no, no fish. But once you have that food, like you have purpose because you throw it in the water and the fish are going to come to you. The fish are going to come to you because you have that purpose. You have that food. And like a lot of people just walk around aimlessly. It's no purpose. That football definitely helped me find my purpose. Jesus was who I needed to get to that purpose and to accomplish all these different things that I was told I couldn't accomplish. And here I am accomplishing them one at a time. It makes me wonder because, and I've had a lot of conversations with people about faith, both my clients and in life and on this show. And I think there's a common misconception with faith is that if you are faithful and you are obedient to God or whatever your religion might be, then nothing bad will ever happen to you. And so I would love to hear your take on, you know, having had challenges in your life and growing up before, and you had some relationship to God and to faith, but it wasn't as strong and intentional as it is now. But I would just love to hear, yeah, did you ever waver in your faith? Did you ever question God? And what would you say to people that are like, I've been faithful, but things aren't happening? I was questioning God last Tuesday. <laughs> like, it's actually, it's the, com- it's the complete opposite. It's the complete opposite. Like if you like are on this Christian journey, I always tell us like when I talk about faith, number one, I'm a sinner. I'm messed up. That's why I need Jesus. So don't, don't put me on no pedestal ever in my life. Like I'm, I'm a psycho in my head. You just don't know it. But that's why we need Jesus, right? Because we're messed up. I'm messed up. That's why I need him. And if you're on this Christian walk, your life is going to be harder. It's harder for us. It's not easier. It's in the Bible. The latter will be better than the former, right? The, our latter days will be way better. We're wiser. We're more mature. more established. Have more resources. When I got baptized, I think it was during camp. I, I want to say it was during, right before camp, I got baptized my sophomore year. And then I got my position changed like a few times. I was playing defense and then my coach is like, because I was running the ball for practice for the starting defense, right? I wasn't starting defense. So I was just sitting there. You know, like, we need a running back. I'm like, all right, I play running back in high school. I'll do that. And I was just cooking them. Just <laughs> next day, they're like, give me a comeback. I was like, okay, <laughs> keep in mind I play defense. And they're like, come back. Because after I got baptized, I'm like, come back. You know, cooking them again. And then coach comes to me. He's like, you want to play running back? I'm like, what? He said, you want to score touchdowns? I said, hell yeah. <laughs> so, like, right off the bat, got my position changed. So I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, I just got, you know what I'm saying? I got baptized. I got my position changed. So, a position I prefer, like, I enjoy it. It's, you know, that's what I play now. A couple of days go by. I'm with this. Working with the starting offense, I'm like, I just got, I just got here. Then a day later, I get thrown back to like practice, like practice squad. And it's like, didn't play that season, like on the field, you know, playing practice. And then it was like, God, I thought I was going to be the next guy. Everything was promising, showed up to be the next guy and it just fell. 
And then I get kicked off the team. Because that year, I was coming off a stomach virus. I lost like 30 pounds. Like, I'm thinking things are going to be good. Things are going to be better. And it's a maturity thing. Like, we have to understand it's it's maturity. The wine doesn't come unless the grape is crushed. Plant doesn't come unless it's buried, right? So, and these all these analogies are here. And sometimes we just look at it like a cliche. And they're just analogies. It's hard because we're when you're going through that, when you're going through that storm, you're very sensual. Humans are very sensual beings. Right. I'm a I'm a very emotional person. Like I'm a very emotional person. So when I'm going through something that's testing those emotions, I'm not looking at logic. I'm not looking at the word as much as I should be. I'm not being intentional about the word. I'm not being intentional about my faith. I'm just going through like my emotion. You're talking about a bad breakup. I just went through a bad breakup like weeks ago, like two, three weeks ago. And it's like, I'm trying to be focused, running my business, doing different things, getting ready for ball. And I'm having all these things like go on. And it's like, God is telling me like, I just moved to DC with my girl. Month later, we break up. And I could barely pay rent when we're together. You know what I'm saying? So you think of the financial situations, like everything's crazy. God is like, you have to trust me, bro. Like, right. You Like you have to trust me. And like these storms for anybody listening who's a Christian or just became a Christian, just became baptized and you're going through hell. That's, that's the life. You're going to go through a welcome. lot of hell. You're going to go through a lot of welcome. That's the welcome <laughs> sign, right? That's the welcome <laughs> sign. I always tell people this, like, especially on your purpose, that's how you're getting tested. That's how you get tested because people really want this life, like this successful life. Everybody wants it, right? And I, cause I have boys in the NFL and it's like, I always use football as an analogy because most people like, especially in America, you know, like football and watch football. So, you know, you want to go to the NFL, are you ready to work 16 hours a day? Cause you have to wake up around four, four thirty, depending on how far you live from the facility, drive to the facility, morning workout meetings, first meetings, then practice. Then after practice treatment and then meetings again, and then recovery, you have to check out with the medical staff. And then usually this NFL, most guys get another workout in, right? You got to be the best. So you, you get to the facility at like 5 a.m. You don't leave till about 6.30. You get home. You got to go to bed. got to get at least eight hours of sleep. So you got to go to bed around like 8.39. So you come home, you have two hours to yourself. Do you really want this life? I tell people, like, do you really, like, you want to be a doctor? Do you want to use a school you got to go to? Like, you want to make six figures. Do you really know what it takes to actually make that money? Like, they ain't just, like, wake up and... $50 million in the bank first day they started their business. No, this joint is hard. This joint is really, really, really hard. So that's why it's easy to just get that nine to five. And again, like if you're doing that nine to five and you're happy with that, cool. Teach his own. I'm not ridiculing anybody. I'm just giving out, you know, different perspectives. Like it's hard. It's super, super crazy hard. So if you really want it, it's a test. It's all a test. And I got, I got kicked off my first division three school. And this is coming from a guy, you know, getting recruited D1 senior year, like, I go to division three, but I still have to work hard. Then I get kicked off. You know, I had parents telling me like, yo, just do school, finish, get your degree, like get a job. All right. You know, you know, parents, just get a job. And then if I stopped, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be on this podcast right now. I wouldn't have my own podcast. I wouldn't be, wouldn't have helped over 127 people lose weight and get their life on track and so many other different things. Like I wouldn't be here. That value would have been lost. And that happens to so many people. Like we experience shortcomings, we experience trauma, we experience pain, and we just let it crush us. And it's hard. I'm not saying it's it's easy to just overcome that. All right. I was literally, I got kicked off. I was in a ball at the corner of my coaching office crying. I'm in a ball. I'm a, a grown ass man crying, shedding tears. Nobody came, thank God. But like two, three minutes, I'm like, yo, I don't know what I'm about to do. Like I couldn't think. Football is my life. It saved me. Like it saved me. In my mind, I'm like, I'm done. I'm talking all the negative thoughts. You're done. Might be a regular, a NARP, just a regular person. I don't know that life. I've never known that life. I've been playing now. I've been playing football for a decade. I don't know that life. I don't know what it's like to not play football. And I went through two years without suiting up. Like that was really, really hard on me. 
mentally. That's when I really started looking at my mental health because football was that outlet. I knew like August, July, August to December, I can put on the pads. I can fuck somebody up on the field and release all that tension. I'm good. That season, you couldn't get me angry. I already know practice. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a great practice. I'm going to be a superstar. You couldn't get me angry. And to have that taken away from me, like it messed me up. It messed me up in so many ways, but I needed to be messed up. Right. I needed to get back to Jesus. I needed to get things in line. I need to grow. That's what happened. I grew. I got planted and I grew. This the Chinese bamboo tree, right? Heard this for somebody. This is not me. So don't think I'm that wise. <laughs> but uh the Chinese bamboo tree, like when you when you plant it, it doesn't show any s- sprout for like five years. Five years, nothing. But you have to water it though. Like you have to keep watering it, you have to keep it by sunlight for five years. Five years. But that fifth year and like within 90 to, you know, 90 to 100 days, 120 days, it grows over 60 feet. Like what? (laughs) Over 60 feet, it grows. But you have to keep watering it. Five years, you don't see nothing. Like I'm a Christian man. So like Noah building this ark for how many years? People call him stupid and like da, 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 da. People experience these things in their life. You want to start this business and it's, you don't make any money for two years. Like keep going, change, pivot, do what you got to do, but keep going. But it's like, if you stop, I heard like, uh, I forgot who said it. I've, I always hear a lot of things. And I forget who said it. If you're like working for your dream, like you're working for something, you're never going to lose if you don't quit, right? You will never lose if you don't quit because you're still working. And if you die, that's the best thing to happen if you don't make it. Because your your legacy, if I die right now, my legacy would be like, and they see all the things I'm doing, all the things I was putting in the world, all the value I put. This guy was working towards the NFL. I didn't go to the NFL, but that's what I'll be remembered for, Right. So that's what you're going to be remembered for if you're continually working for that dream. If you're continually on that path, grinding, you know what I'm saying, putting in value, putting in hours, that's what you're going to be remembered for. So what's the point of quitting? Because what's the alternative? I just said this in my last podcast. It's a 50-50 chance. Either you make it or you don't. Versus quitting and it's a 100% chance that you're never going to make it, right? This is all in the vein of, of talking about faith. And I think you brought up something that's really important to touch on, which is like the people especially parents, but there will be people in our life that out of their own sense of fear or their own limiting beliefs or their desire for us to be safe and comfortable will give us bad advice. And to their credit, most of them mean well. Um, Like I think about, I put this in my book, one of the hardest moments after my trauma and loss where I had run out of money and I was like living off of a $150 check that I cashed to make sure that it wouldn't go to overdraft fees. And someone very near and dear to me was like, do you think maybe you should get a job? And I was like, no, like I have to see this through and I have to see this through even if it means I lose everything in the process. And granted, I had a level of privilege being that I don't have children to take care of. Like it was just me and a couple of cats. Like I had more <laughs> leeway to take that risk. But, you know, this person meant well. And and I think that there's this piece of faith, both in that greater energy at play, whether you call that God or the universe, I know that's different for everybody, but like having faith in God, having faith in yourself, having faith in your purpose, because when we're going after our purpose, we don't know what that's going to look like. And sometimes it has to get harder to shape us more into the person that we need to be. Like you're talking about this moment that you could have easily called it quits. Like, well, I tried and I got kicked off the team. So I guess that's that. But like, that was a test of your faith. That was a test of your commitment to becoming who you're here to be and to going after the thing that you said is important to you and having parents that are like, go get a job, go take the safe path and being like, no, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna give myself to this. Like that's, it's just, it's a really challenging, like, I don't want it to be like, oh, it's magical and inspiring. It is, but it's also like naming the fact that those choices are not easy at all. And it takes a lot of faith. Yeah, absolutely right. They do mean well. Those people now, I feel sorry for them. 
because everybody has a dream. Everybody given value that's supposed to put on this world. For some people, they took that other route and settled. I feel bad because I feel like everybody should accomplish their dream. I was talking to my guy, like there's a, there's a lot of money out here for everybody. It's not just, everybody can be rich. Literally every single person on this planet can be rich and be living comfortably and not have worry and all these different things. So I feel bad. I feel really bad now, like being mature and understanding what I know about like pushing for your dream and, you know, working hard. And uh, but you're absolutely right. It's going to feel every emotion on this journey 50 times over. And that's why it's a test. That's why not everybody has it. Some people can't handle it. Obviously, some people get the, the riches and the wealth and, you know, we see what happens. You know, they can't handle it. So sometimes those people, it's God saving you because if you got what you actually wanted, you probably kill yourself within that year. That's the unfortunate truth. For some, for people like us, you know, we're blessed to be given what we're giving to that spirit, that drive to, you know, keep going until we get it. And then if we die, we die. But, you know, to keep pushing. And I mean, you're obviously an inspiration for somebody to keep going and keep working. Thank you. Thank um, you. Regardless of the, any kind of opposition. I'm still on that path. I ain't make it yet, but I appreciate it. <laughs> well, um, it's, it's <laughs> still it. inspiring. And, and I would love to talk to you about like you're doing all of this, going after your, your dream to be on the NFL and you're navigating so much in the process and you started your own business. So what was it like and, and how did you get your business off the ground? So I've been, I've been training people, personal training since junior year of high school. Obviously, I didn't have no LLC or so probably anything like that. I was just, I didn't even know about what those were. I just, uh, people wanted me to get them right. And I got them right. I'm like, you're going to give me some money for that. So I've been training people for a while. And it wasn't until last year where I, you know, became official as a business. I was talking to my boy and he was like, looking at my social media. I'm like, you know, you have so much potential. I'm like, what if you, you know, you need to be registered. You need to be doing all these different things because that's what he was doing. And I was like, wow, what have I been doing this whole time? Like, I just thought I was really just, I was growing my social media. And I was, my thing was like, all right, it's like 100K followers. I could sell stuff, right? Because I have 100K followers. That was my, that was my thinking. So a lot of people, we have to be available to be stretched, right? We have to be vulnerable enough to let people speak into us. And open enough to see different lanes. I did that, and that's when I started learning like web design skills. And I also had the podcast going. My first year of podcasting, I did okay, consistency wise. Second year, I plummeted. I just fell off. Just life, you know, transition to new school, football, different things. Last year, I put out only eight episodes, and that at the end of the year, you know, when you get your uh, Spotify wrap up, I was so disappointed in myself because eight episodes. That's I'm on episode eight right now. On you know this season started this year, and I, but I did a bonus episode, so I'm on like the ninth episode. Um, which is still not great. I missed a couple of weeks, but it's way better than last year. And I'm, I'm big on that, being better than what you did yesterday, being better than what you did last week, last year. Podcast is, like I said, was a thing for me. And then it became like, I understood the value of it business-wise, right? Marketing aspects of it, you know, so obviously I'm going to continue with that. So, and it was like playing football in college really gives you tools to time manage. It allows people to increase your time management because playing football is a job. Like I said, like what I talked about in NFL, it's similar in college. You have to, you know, 5 a.m. workouts, 8 a.m. class, class throughout the day, meetings throughout the day. It's it's time to do schoolwork. Like it's, you have to manage your time. Yeah. Like you have to learn how to manage your time. And yes, you know, some we have help. We have um, advisors and things like that. And it helps us like, okay, this time I got to do this work. I got to get this paper done. And especially like if you're traveling during the season, like, okay, I'm going to miss like Thursday because I'm gone. I'm going out of state. I got to travel. I'm not going to be back to Sunday. Right. So if I have something to do Sunday, Saturday, I got to get that done early. Right. So it forces you like you have to get this done and you can't play if you don't have bad, if you don't have good grades. 
So it's not like you could be at CNN, which I just messed You got to have good grades to play. I think I like, I have ADHD or something like that. I have a, I've always had a hard time focusing in school, right? Ever since I was young, like the littlest thing could distract me. And, you know, that was part of the things like, you know, you're never going to be anything. You can't focus, da, 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 da. But now it's like one of my biggest like assets because I'm a great multitasker. Like I have, you see my tabs? Oh my Lord, on my computer, it's crazy. <laughs> but I can, I can, and it's, and a lot of people have this, right? Like a lot of people were like older now who have a lot of tabs on their computer. When they were younger, people told them like, you're not going to be nothing or they have ADHD or they can't focus. Like it's just crazy to see like similarities in people. Yeah. Like I'm a great multitasker. I can work on a project right now. Boom, boom. I get distracted board, go on a project. And like end of the day, I just finished like four projects, four different tasks. Right. And I still have, I still, may still have some time in the day to do other things. Right. So I was just blessed to be able to recognize that. Then yeah, I can do a lot of things, you know, get things done. So I can record a podcast episode. I can get a workout in, I can get a client in, I can get this paper done, you know, all in a, you know, in a single day span and have, you know, the rest of the week to do other things. It was just progression, right? For me, it was getting acclimated to what I had right now and then progression, progression, right? So I had the podcast, boom. And I started learning the web design, working on the websites, boom, boom. And then I had class and it was better when college is really not that hard. Anybody in college, you have time to do it. You know, people just procrastinate. I'm a procrastinator too. It was, it, it helped me like, okay, I got to get all this schoolwork done and then I got to get stuff for business and then I practice, you know, I come back, I'm tired. So it was, it's just time management, right? That I was able to be blessed to recognize my skills of, you know, being a great multitasker and the skills that was, you know, I learned from playing football in college for managing my time properly allowed me to do different things, right? The podcast, football, clients, training, the web developing, and then the music aspect came. And, you know, music for me, I'm, that's also a blessing too. Like I'm able to, like I can write a song in like an hour. My second latest release that is like, actually it's like trending right now. Well, it was in Atlanta. I don't know if it still is, I gotta check. Nice. But uh, I wrote it in a walk. Like I went on a walk and my voice having a beat. I heard it, I was like, oh, this is fire. So I went on a walk, it was like a three mile walk. And I wrote like the hook and like two verses on that walk. And then like that week I wrote the other verse and then the song was done. And it's, it's like, it's value. It wasn't like da -da -da -da, mainstream, typical fucking bitches getting money. Da -da -da. No, it's not, that's not what it was. All my music is straight from the heart. It's about you know, my trauma, my pain, my feelings. Girls that broke my heart, you know, that's why I write about relatable things. So like, and that's just a blessing for me to be able to create that in such a short time. And then it's all about, you know, booking a studio session, recording it, you know, mixing it and boom, it's out to the world. I'm able to, you know, do these different things and get them all done. And, you know, it seems like, oh my God, he's just the superior, whatever, doing this. No, it's not that. It's definitely not that. But it's just like, I, I give all the credit to God and I always will. Because it's a blessing, right? It's a blessing for me to recognize the tools. Like a lot of people have these gifts that they don't even recognize. You know, they're walking value. They're just the next freaking cure to cancer is walking around thinking they're they're not shit. Like, and it's hard. And that's why, like, I try to just be, love everybody. Like, I meet somebody new, I'm like, I love you. I'm like, what? <laughs> Number one. <laughs> no, chill out, chill out. <laughs> like, it, it's weird, because, and we don't experience that, right? Like, I, so I, 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 like, love older people. I don't like to call people older. I, chronologically superior, I love them. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? People are from, like, because I, I walk down the street, I'm a big walker. Hey, hey, how you doing? Like, the other day, like, I got this new client. I said, hey, he's like, he was 50. I was like, hey, how you doing? How you doing, brother? What's up? I'm walking down the street. I see people like in their cars, like at this stoplight, literally the whole street on cars. I'm like, damn, it's that bad. We're not in touch with each other. That's what's causing all this chaos in the world. People can't communicate. People can't be empathetic. I mean, somebody you're like, I love you. God bless you. Hope you have a great life. Peace. It's not hard. That's what I'm blessed with to try to look at in life. I try to treat people. Again, I'm not a perfect human. I'm like a psycho, but you guys don't know that. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
that's that's what I try to you know look at in life, and it's it's a blessing. It's a blessing to recognize the gifts that I have. It's a blessing to utilize it. And this is in Proverbs. Uh, I forgot what verse. A man who has knowledge but doesn't apply them is considered the same as a fool. But a man who has knowledge and applies them, that's wisdom. So wisdom is not like being born like with a fat ass brain and you know higher IQ. No, it's going out and finding the knowledge because that was me. Like I wasn't always the smartest person, but I knew where to find the knowledge. I'm mean, papers. Like I was so good at research. I can find the info like that at 11:30. Paper due at 11:59. Speak it into the in the Google Docs and get it written eight pages in like 20 minutes. Like you got to be able to finesse. I'm not smart. It's not about being smart. No, it's about Nowhere to find the knowledge and apply it. Like we have to apply the knowledge that we have. I'm not saying I apply everything I know all the time. I'm a human. I mess up sometimes, but that's wisdom to be able to recognize where to find the value, how to use it, and actually using it, actually like applying it. I don't know if you know uh, if you were on Clubhouse when it was popping, 2020 November 2021, like February, yeah. Clubhouse was popping. People on there like heavy hitters, influential people, just giving straight value. Somebody I forgot who said it. And they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna drop some gems right now. Ninety percent of you will not be successful because you won't write it down." And I'm like, "Wait, I have not been writing down anything people have been saying. Like literally that week, I like I had I still have a notes of like clubhouse gems <laughs> filled with stuff. Like that's what I'm saying. I haven't used some of it yet. Like some of it, I, I I'm not I have I'm not there yet. I don't have the capacity to use it. But when I do. I know where to go get it. So a lot of us, we have the value and we know where to get it, but we're not using it. So that's it's a blessing to recognize that and then be able to apply it. I'm sorry for always being so long-winded. I just no, it's all great, and and I I hate to end the conversation because it's such a good, powerful, inspiring conversation, and I'm just having so much fun talking to you. But it is about that time, so we're gonna link to all of your amazingness in the show notes. But please tell people where they can find you, how they can learn from you, and how they can work with you. You can definitely find me at most social media handles at Minion Training. That's my my training page on IG. My podcast page is underscore Minion Motivation. My website is MinionTraining.com. It's under maintenance right now, but you can still fill out contact info and join my newsletter and I'll definitely, you know, get back, uh, reach out back to you. I hope anybody who's just in, in need of help, right? If you're, if you're struggling with mental health, definitely listen to my podcast. If you're struggling with your weight, definitely fill out a form on my, on my um, website and I'll, you know, get back to you. My music, just type in Dominion, all caps on Apple or Spotify. I'm an R&B singer. I'm not rapping about doing drugs and other bad stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's where you can find me. Beautiful. Well, Dominion, thank you so much for taking the time. I had so much fun chatting with you and I am very much looking forward to cheering you on when you're in the NFL and you're, uh, yeah, check out his podcast. It's amazing. I really loved it and I love how digestible it is and, and how powerful it is and you have a great voice. So it's like all the wonderful things all together. But thank you again for being here and for taking the time. I really, really appreciate you. This was such an honor. This was so fun. Hopefully we can chat again. Thank you so much for joining us today and for being a part of this powerful community of purpose-driven individuals. We have a ton of free resources for you at www.talesfromthejourney.tv free, including access to my signature process for how to make the impossible happen, packaged in a simple, easy-to-follow workbook that you can implement immediately. Whether you're trying to heal in the aftermath of a challenging chapter, working to uncover your purpose, or going after anything else that feels impossible, you'll learn how to take an entirely different kind of action that goes against much of what you've been taught about manifestation and goal achievement. We'd love your help in getting the message out and growing our community. So please take a moment to share this episode, subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes. 